On this episode of War No Damn Experts, Rebecca and Madi share with you what you should do when the museum is closed. Best damn podcast, the best damn town. You want to get up, get ready to get down. Welcome to the greatest damn town in Montana, Great Falls. I'm Rebecca Ingham. And I'm Maricela Hazard. And we're No Damn Experts. But today we have a guest on the podcast, and it's going to be me impersonating (laughs) our guests that are very frustrated when the places they want to go are closed. So, so this is like a cl- these places are closed episodes so that you will know the expectations so that when we tell you in person, you won't go. Oh. Or, hey, just because the museum's closed doesn't mean there's not a plethora of other places to enjoy with the same, if not better, information if you like being outdoors. Oh, this is going to be a fun episode. So, hi, I'm Joe. I'm from Canada. And I just asked you, first of all, do you have a listing of all the banks in Great Falls? I don't, Joe, but I'll be able to get you every bank. Is there a specific service you're looking for? I want to be able to open an account as a Canadian, a non-U.S. resident, and I, you know, want a U.S. Mm. bank. So, well, I'll get you a list. Well, who would you recommend? And then, (laughs) so I help them. It's a Monday. And the Sam Russell Museum is closed. And they've heard wonders about oh. it. How it is a gem, world class. Yeah, it is definitely <laughs> worth seeing. <laughs> you should put it on your list. You Just should, don't put it on there you for your Monday go, adventure. You should go there. But the thing is, it's like it's closed. But you don't want to have them lose that energy, that excitement about experience, that to- that type of like rich history, that art. Right. The landscapes that have inspired so where where should he go then to see some landscapes or things that would be related to the Western art found at the C.M. Russell Museum? The way I would approach Mr. Joe uh, not being able to do his C.M. Russell Museum on Monday is let him know when the C.M. Russell Museum will be open. So let's make some adjustments to your schedule so that you can make this happen. Clearly, you're going to be here for a while getting business done, seeing so you're going to the bank. Let's just make this your Tuesday adventure when the mm-hmm. when the uh, Russell is open. But let's send you on that CM Russell auto tour and you can then see all of the landscapes that inspired Charlie and where most of his prints or paintings are captured from. So you will get to see the landscapes before you picture them from Charlie's perspective. And she says prints because we can afford the prints, but we can't afford <laughs> For the, the original the oils. So <laughs> there are plenty of landscapes throughout the area that are easily recognized in his paintings. Um, but also there are ways, yes, you can go on the scenic drive, see the square butte, see the wide open ranges, go downtown, um, the death of a gambler other famous bars that were in his paintings. But then you kind of get to that, which Joel has mentioned, Joel Corda. Yeah. The river, how the river plays into the artist energy and how it makes people create. 
I don't know if that's true or not. But you can still tell him to go by the river. And this I inspired. think inspired. I think you need the energy and the movement of something. Yeah. Like you can't sit in a stale environment and be creative. Well, as a or, for- yeah, obviously. Well, as a photographer, like I get excited about light. <laughs> like, oh my goodness, look at that light over there. And really it's like the absence <laughs> and presence of light and then the poetry of light itself. So look at us getting all arty. I know, but the river does the same thing. Yep. And it's also a reason why there was a lot of Native Americans here is right. because of the Missouri River. And the Sun River, Medicine River, Smith River. So this area drew Charlie because of the Wild West. He wanted to be that cowboy painter and check on the box. He did it. Yep. <laughs> and you did it well, pal. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> but the without the presence of the Native Americans here, he wouldn't probably have had the same inspiration. Well, and in addition to that, there would have been a lot of other things not here Mm -hmm. there wouldn't have been the buffalo right the whole subsistence lifestyle experience in communal living i mean because that's what the tribes were yeah um you had um pioneers and you had the mountain man if you will the fur traders but they didn't travel in large groups so what they needed was completely different than what the native americans needed you know that's why cities were built and so you could have that mass area where our first nations they just followed the grocery store (laughs) and created their own environment they didn't need to go to the grocery store for one steak because they weren't feeding one One person person. i know I hate cooking for one anyway. So. That's why you get a bowl of cereal. Like, oh, by the way, last night at the grocery store, I got cinnamon toast crunch for the first time in my life. Not necessarily a huge fan, but it was definitely a nice treat. Really? <laughs> yes. Well, congratulations. So, here's my recommendation for dinner for one. Cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> I can't believe you're telling us that. <laughs> I know. I did have another guest call. And they called us and they said, could you please get me the number for the Holiday Village Inn Mall? Mm. I'm like, sure, I'll Google it for you. I don't know how you got my number. <laughs> but, uh, Isn't that always a big question? Like, yeah, I'll pull that up for you. How'd you get my number? Is mine just programmed into your phone, but the others are not? <laughs> I thought I would just quick share that. But chances are you found out the Sam Russell Museum was closed because you went there and the doors were closed. Because I doubt you right. looked it up beforehand. i doubting. So <laughs> while you're there, I want you to look at the sculpture museum. Yep. And you can still see the exterior of the house, the homestead, and the studio. The studio. Yeah. So kind of bouncing off from that, there are other museums that are that close. I know it's just heartbreaking. The history museum closed on Monday. And not open until noon. When they are open. Oh shucks. Like Right. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying that because you come into town and you want to pack your day full of fun and adventure. You don't just want to wait around till noon for it to open if it's open that day. So they've already showed up. They're mad that it's closed. God dang it. I really wanted to go. So now I'm going to refer them to our walking tours. Yes, because there's four amazing walking tours. We've talked about them before, so go back into the podcast history, play it again. I'm not going to give you a whole episode on it, but... Give yourself a five-star review. Yep. But you can get your history that is Great Falls-specific 
from these areas. And then out front, there is the billy goat. Yeah. So it's kind of like um, wildlife. And it can <laughs> it can jump you into the great buffalo hunt. Yep. And you can get some history from the bison again there. And then the history of our artists. But there are other ways that you can get similar information, like by going to Cassiopeia Books. Right. And getting the golden watt age. Or I said it wrong. What is it? The golden kilowatt? Oh, yes. The golden kilowatt. By Butch. I forgot his last name. But about the history of the hydroelectric dams in Great Falls and Montana. Yeah. And how we're just, you know, amazing. <laughs> so <laughs> they... The The other thing at Cassiopeia Books is they've got the History of Great Falls books as well that will get you prepped to be prepared to ask, ask, (laughs) where am I from? (laughs) Ask a bunch of questions when you're in there with the docents and the staff that are there who have more exhibits and artifacts on display, you know, hidden uh, away that you'd be able to get access to. And I don't know if this is something maybe I should say to people, but if they're comfortable. <laughs> but you do it anyway. <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> if they're comfortable enough coming into our office and, you know, upset that the museum is closed, there are so many champions in our community that will gladly tell you a snidbit of our history. If you go to Cassiopeia Books, Millie will will talk, talk to you about the artist the or the author yep. or artist. I mean, however you want to think of it. They'll still give you that experience that they can, and you won't be too upset that you weren't able to actually enter the museum's walls itself. And that goes with um, the First People's Buffalo Jump, too. Uh, It's a state park, and they have an interpretive center. And during the winter, their hours are shortened, and they do close. Yeah. Because it's the winter, and not everyone's out there when it's 60 miles an hour because there's no snow. It's crazy. You leisure travelers tend to do more in the summer than you do in the winter. And I don't know why. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I get it if you have kids. <laughs> so if you did miss the Sam Russell Museum and the History Museum, you can still go out to these historical landmarks, such as the First People's Buffalo Jump, see the same landscape and have interpretive signage that will give you some information. Because you can walk out there. And yeah. and see what the area is like and learn from the interpretive signage without the interpretive center being open. Yes. There are two parking areas like we've mentioned before. You can park at the lower portion and hike your way up to the jump. Or you can do what we do, get in our car, <laughs> drive to the upper access. And if you are going there after hours during the winter or summer because it's it does have to close a gate. They do, you know. <laughs> you can still park your car and walk the point seven one miles, I believe. I didn't 15 minutes Yeah, to, to the actual jump. It's a nice little walk. So, yes, it's closed, but not really. Right. Because you can't, you can't close a, a butte or a bluff no. or a mountain. <laughs> you can't. Well, the trees can close it. Right. By blocking <laughs> it. Why am all I seeing is trees? <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> um, but they can't close those. They don't close those things to you. No. And so it's still tied together um in a way to experience it but i feel like sometimes when we tell people like oh it's closed they just nix that off but instead you should say like oh yes the lewis and clark interpretive center was closed the day i was there and the time i had allotted but instead i was forced to go out and see all these different sites 
along the portage. Right. And, you know, first or Square Butte being one of them that was referenced in the journals. They called it Fort Harrison. Right. Mm. They called it a fort. Yeah. It wasn't a fort. It looked like a fort. <laughs> well, and that's the thing from a distance. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm not sure. I think doesn't, that's a fort. Let's call like it this. It doesn't look like a butt to me. Because that's what some people look at. They're like, butt? Like, butte. <laughs> oh, okay. You got to get the E. <laughs> yeah. There are other places. Um, well, we've, we're in a secret. If we don't mention Lewis and Clark, they close us down. They do. I mean, it's in our lease contract. It's uh, pretty much yellow tape. <laughs> so, And that goes with a lot of other establishments. So you can go to other places and still find out about Lewis and Clark. You can. Such as the... Oddly enough, they were in a lot of locations in this area. So not just the interpretive center. <laughs> yeah, 32 days, you get around. Yeah, we'll make you go see the dams instead, um, which all have ties to Lewis and Clark. There's a Lewis and Clark Overlook parking area that is near the Rainbow and Crooked Falls. So you'll get some information there. But then we're also going to tell you the the other things that you should do, which is eat. Lewis and Clark food? No. Clark and Louis. We're not talking. Well, yeah. There you go. Go to Clark and Louis. The museum, the interpretive center is there. I like that. That's what it's gonna yep. be my go-to now. I was interpretive gonna... center is closed, but you can go to Clark and Louis restaurant. I thought you were gonna tell me to go eat dogs because. <laughs> no, I'm not. It's a part of our past, and it is a true story. But uh, I really I'm a dog person. I am too. That's and so, so when Austin did a, a video for us, a demonstration yeah. last month, he got a little dark on the dog side for it. And I'm like, how do I tell him to like, stop, stop talking? Cover that topic just lightly. (laughs) Like Like there was a situation. This is what happened. We're done. Or there was just a situation I'm not going to talk about (laughs) because I should have been wearing a shirt that says I love dogs. Don't talk about them ever. This is about a positive light. So we have other museums that are appointment only and some people are kind of put off by that. Okay. Because, you know, they're in Great Falls. No reservations required, <laughs> except when they are for like mermaid brunch and some dinners and brunches. And, yeah. you know, I want to have dinner at Fish Just and like Wine. our door says, we're here from nine to four to visit with you. Unless, unless we aren't. <laughs> yeah. Someone did just walk by and then he walked back. No. He didn't look it in the window. So... I don't he didn't know notice. He, he probably thinks, oh, they must be closed for lunch. Yeah. So what were we saying? <laughs> so we're going to have you. FYI, this is a Monday. We usually record on a Tuesday. Oh, and FYI, this is uh, a podcast episode that was going to be a blog. But <laughs> because it's the holiday season and a lot of people are either tired or playing catch up, we did have some cancellations in our content. Right. So Paris was supposed to be on our podcast last week. And then we were going to do the Flag Hill. And then Paris is like, hey, guys, my throat doesn't feel good. He's mm. fine. Not, not anything serious. Just didn't want to talk on the microphone. <laughs> but Rebecca did see him on a flight this weekend. I so, did. But I know what he did. <laughs> we can, you know, let's give a little teaser. So Paris is rescheduled oh, yeah. for the 22nd. He is the one who's been with us on a lot of our behind the scenes footage products or projects that we've been doing. And then we, where we do highlight museums, such as the C.M. Russell, we need him to get footage of the Lewis and Clark Interpretive Center because as much as we talk about it, like you said, we have no foot, we have no video, like of it. zero professional. There's my cell phone cameras, <laughs> and they do well. 
but not for like the same quality for paid media placement. So Paris owns Fresh Bread Productions and he's a videographer and he films all over. So not just Great Falls, not just Montana, but he went to Vegas this past weekend to film the UFC fight for Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley. Who's a Great Falls kid. Like yeah. uh, made it to an amazing level of his professional career in a sport that he enjoys. And I mean, how awesome that you get to bring your team from home down to help with the promotion of that. And I think it was at the MGM Grand. I know that there was a big UFC fight this weekend only because Mark mentioned it when yeah. we were at City Bar. He's like, I wonder if they have the UFC fight on because, you know, he was having his Tom and Jerry. But Paris did the video for our mock mimosa showdown shoot. Oh, yes, and yes. one of the talent, or dare I say models, <laughs> later found out that Paris was the videographer for Shane O'Malley and kind of freaked out and was like, what? He knows him? I really wish I could have talked with him. Like, <laughs> he wanted that Kevin Bacon relationship. <laughs> I know a guy who knows a guy that knows Sean O'Malley. Like, isn't that kind of, And I met it through like one of my talent modeling gigs, <laughs> drinking mimosas. So, Such a hard life. So Paris will be on our podcast later this month before the new year. And he will... He will give us all the information on how, how much filming affects tourism in Great Falls and Montana. Mo- Montana. <laughs> Montana. Wow. I know, guys. We're So, Monty started telling you this was going to be a blog, and instead now it's a podcast episode. I can just tell you that when we write blogs, they stay more focused, and I think this should still become a blog. It will. It will. <laughs> It's going to be strict itineraries like, with exact nah. GPS locations. And so that when you go to do this and you're like, oh, yeah, they, t- they said that was closed. You don't have to re-listen to Cinnamon Toast Crunch and the Sean O'Malley story if you don't want to. You can just get to the specific detail. But it's still a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. So you like listening to us because <laughs> we're still Montana's number one. Kind of then going a little higher. So. Yeah. Th- another museum that is appointment only. That's what we were hitting at. Yep. Appointment is- only. Is the Malmstrom Air Park Museum. And I know a lot of our Canadian visitors like to see that one. All you do is have to give a call. Yeah. You're coming in. And that's all the heads up they need. So don't think it's like some strict military system. It's just required. You can't just show up at the doorstep. Yeah. You just be like, hey, you have Rob, a few more steps before you show up at the doorstep. Mr. Rob, I'd like to go see the museum. Okay. When would you like to come here? Is an hour okay? See you then. Meet you at the visitor center. <laughs> and that's it. So. Yep. Then you go through, you know, getting on base, which is fairly easy. And then you get to enjoy his company and tell you about the land lease with the Soviet Union and how I, how the barracks were. And they still got some posters up. They got the... The, oh, the original barrack posters? Yeah. Um, I can't imagine what it was, what the they uniforms. put up there. Well, there's some pretty girls there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen them some places. Yeah. But that is really... A hidden gem. So let's say you can't get into the Lewis and Clark Interpretive Center. You can still get some Lewis and Clark history at the Malmstrom Air Force Base Museum. They do have a really cool portage map there. And I stole this line from Rob. He's like, you know, we got to mention Lewis and Clark. Otherwise, you know, they wouldn't. They wouldn't let us to be open because they were in the military. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I guess you're right. Um, And I think that's one of the things that's most forgotten is that some military um, mission. Yeah. To like, it's not not like president's going to show up and go, 
Hey, tourism, head out there. No, they're going to send their oh, best they- and their brightest. They're sending the military. Not, <laughs> well, not us. As a former military person, uh, I can make this joke. We might be their best and brightest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so if anyone has a problem with that, you can send me an email and we can compare <laughs> stories. But I got some, I got 13 years of, of, uh, Best and brightest. Best and brightest stories to share. <laughs> so there, um, it's awesome. And there is an outside portion. You still do need Rob there with you when you want to see the air park as well. Um, stunning area. Great. Yeah. Great. And I really think that, like you said, it's a hidden gem. And getting that connection to the community and what Malmstrom does, a lot of information. And all the planes. I think that's the neat thing like you're not crawling into them but you get to be under them and beside them and around them to see all the variety of planes and i do believe if i'm correct those are all planes from missions that were at malmstrom correct we don't have flying missions today but there's just the 40th helicopter squadron that does um recon yeah you know search and rescue for when spouses get lost in the woods (laughs) i need to be picked up at 3 a.m not me but Others, <laughs> but you also get to see the um, the capsules where the missileers work. Yeah, there's only three bases. Uh, it's it's kind of a lot of information when thrown into you, but they put into things a lot of perspective about deterrence and whatnot. So if you're interested about military operations and how we are the proud home of Malmstrom Air Force Base, the Montana Air National Guard, it's a great stop on yep. your trip. And for me, my favorite exhibit out there, just as an FYI, is the outfits. Yeah. Or as they say, uniforms. Uniforms. Well, one of them is an outfit. (laughs) The one with the cape is an outfit. That's an outfit. (laughs) (laughs) The other one that does require um, a bit more planning is going to be the Brother Van House. And the Railroad Museum. Yes. Um, So the Railroad Museum is going to be opened um, during the summer. On Thursdays and Saturdays, and they do have monthly meetings there where Saturdays you can walk in. You just got to call them beforehand. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to walk in. They're going to look at you thinking you're a new member and fresh then meat. Gonna, then you're going to get assigned to a committee, and then you've got to do fundraising. And, <laughs> and then you have to build a railroad. <laughs> you're, it's just a little more than you'd signed on for. And you're like, oh, It'll be fun, and you'll enjoy it, but eh, you might have to become a resident. <laughs> You're like, I really want to see what's going on here. But there's this hurdle of, of all these members I have to get past. And the thing is, it's so interesting in there that it's worth to go through the hurdle with these guys that are going to give you a hard time. And then the Brother Van House. Um, so if you do like the walking tours where you get to see the historic homes, we've mentioned this before, you can actually go inside the Brother Van House and see how they stripped away six layers of paint to get to the original woodworking yeah stop painting wood people just (laughs) just let it be in its natural glory please but the floors are original and the baseboard architecture is original and i think just like we've talked with charlie's house but the brother van house shows you what it was like to live in the 1900s in the event that you live, let's say, in a more modern home. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, open concept for entertaining. Yeah. And <laughs> it's gorgeous. Three guest rooms. Like, that wasn't a thing in the 1900s, and that's what this house shows you. But it's kind of a little different because of the two master closets. The, yeah. The, that's not normal. Well, in a master closet wasn't normal. They think that one of them was a nursery where they kept the crib. 
Oh, okay. It's large enough to fit two cribs. I'm not sure what they were doing in there, but, you know, plenty of room if they had twins. <laughs> yeah, great, great area. If it's closed, you know what you should also go see? Maybe go to Roadhouse Diner and check out the woodwork at the tables there or Empty Pints and see the other current woodworking and how it's still a craft today. Like a good wood, guys. Yeah. Oh. So these are the things we're throwing at our visitors that are cranky. And how they all connect with each other to make a whole experience in Great Falls. So I'm really sorry you weren't able to get to the museum when it was closed. But there are 30 things associated with each one to make it just as just as a grand of experience. Plenty more learning, too, because you're out there driving around experiencing. And I'm sure you're going to meet people that wouldn't have been in the museum that can give you some outsider information. And get additional stories, because what's not better than finding random people to visit with and then have a story that they know that nobody else would have known that now you get to have shared with you. So look for this podcast to be turned into a blog. <laughs> this is a fairly short episode, but we don't want to stretch it out. Hey, you don't need to have long episodes to have fun and get information. No, we're nearing the holiday season. We know you guys are traveling. We hope you had a great Thanksgiving and have awesome plans for Christmas and New Year's coming up. If you don't know what's happening in Great Falls, there are plenty of parties to attend, um, like costume parties for Christmas. <laughs> um, there's New Year's Eve parties at the New Bar Holiday and Convention Center, the New Berry, um, Elevation 3330, tons going on. So check our Facebook to see where you can see Santa or where you can avoid him and my daughter's avoiding. interest. Yeah, avoiding. So we've tried four times. It's not, it's not in the the plan the cards this year <laughs> for her to like Santa. something that's gonna happen you you know you have those photoshop skills you can just make it happen no i think the photos of her trying to avoid him are just as good <laughs> like oh, look how much my child hates, hates it, it. <laughs> not me Santa. <laughs> hopefully she, hopefully she doesn't hate me she should forget this sooner or later <laughs> yeah she's young enough it'll be fine so stay tuned next week for our episode with paris we're excited um, for you to hear that one because it's going to be fun it's going to be a great episode and you now have not just how to plan when museums are closed but now you have go to the website and plan for new year's eve because it's not that far away no get your butt here just get a hotel room i know um there are some holiday packages out there for the parties so make it happen get away have fun and party like it's Going to be 2022. Hey, no one make any uh, fast or quick movements here in the year 2022. <laughs> no one claim it as their own. No. Nope. We're just going to go in there with our heads down. See what happens. Okay. So no sudden movements. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> so until we see your bright, smiling, shining, happy face here in Great Falls, we hope you're creating amazing memories with your friends and family wherever you are. Bye-bye. We are no damn experts as the recorded claims from Great Falls, Montana covering what you need to know about this amazing damn town. Damn, that felt good. On the next episode of War No Damn Experts, we finally have Paris Bread on the podcast to talk all things about videography in Great Falls and Montana. War No Damn Experts is produced by Great Falls Montana Tourism with original music by the best damn musician, Joel Corda. <laughs>